Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1964, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. And with that, let's get right to today's question as we optimize your life. Today's question came via email. Anonymous writes, What are your thoughts on those ultrasonic fruit and vegetable washers or fruit and vegetable sanitizers? They have different names, but I've seen them all over social media. Thanks. Thank you for taking the time to send in your question. Now, a few weeks ago, in my public health nutrition class, I was teaching my students all about pesticides found in our foods and this other phenomenon called biomagnification. After hearing about how in the US, at least, pesticides are everywhere, they naturally started to get worried. I proceeded to scare them even more by mentioning a concept known as the circle of poison. Don't worry, I'll be sure to mention this here and scare you too. But as you can imagine, as soon as I discussed these topics, across the classroom, all I could see was a sea of raised hands. Students started peppering me with questions about different ways to remove pesticides from their foods. Interestingly, the question about ultrasonic fruit and vegetable washers and sanitizers didn't come up. So I appreciate your question. Now, before I get to it, I have to discuss a bit of background. Buckle your seatbelt, here we go. One of the concerns with consuming produce that's grown conventionally, meaning it's not grown organically, is exposure to pesticides. There have been associations between long-term pesticide exposure and certain diseases like cancer. Most health agencies recommend that we should limit our exposure to certain pesticides. In the United States, the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, and the Department of Agriculture, or USDA, are responsible for approving and regulating pesticides. Now, the Environmental Protection Agency is tasked with approving the safety of pesticides and determining how much exposure is considered safe. 
they can ban the use of pesticides after they are determined to be harmful to our health or the environment. If a pesticide is approved for use, the Food and Drug Administration and the U.S. Department of Agriculture take it from there and are responsible for making sure that these guidelines are being followed by produce growers. Sadly, this process isn't always followed. There are many reasons why this happens, so I won't go into detail about that here. Needless to say, without very strict regulation and enforcement, potentially harmful chemicals or higher-than-approved levels of these chemicals can become a problem. According to a study conducted at the University of Washington, those that consumed mostly organic produce had lower levels of pesticide residues in their urine, which is a way to help determine pesticide exposure. Therefore, it is possible that consuming organic foods, produce in particular, may help reduce exposure to pesticides. Now, every year, a separate organization called the Environmental Working Group creates their list of 12 produce items that contain the highest levels of pesticide residues. They affectionately call this the Dirty Dozen. I must mention that what I'm sharing is specific to the United States. Each country has their own set of standards. In Europe in general, for example, many of the pesticides that are approved in the U.S. are banned there. Now here's what's particularly scary for U.S. citizens. There are companies that still manufacture chemicals that are banned for use on U.S. soil. But you may be thinking, well, that's not so scary. Well, that's because that's not the scary part. These U.S.-produced chemicals are sold and shipped to other countries for use on their farms, where they grow produce and livestock. We then purchase the very same foods that are being grown on these farms where they use the banned chemicals we just sold them and import them back into the U.S. From there, they end up on our grocery store shelves for our consumption. This is what's known as the circle of poison. Fun, no? Now, before we get really scared, something we do need to consider is how frequently the foods are consumed and in what quantities. For example, kale is found on this list of the dirty dozen, meaning it typically contains lots of pesticide residues. So if you eat kale fairly regularly year-round, then I would suggest you purchase organically grown kale. On the other hand, if you hardly ever eat kale, then it may not be a big deal to purchase a variety that's conventionally grown. Think about those foods that you consume quite often and consider switching to purchasing a certified organic version if you can. So without further ado, here is the Environmental Working Group's latest list of those foods with the highest pesticide residues. Strawberries, spinach, kale, collard greens, and mustard greens, all in the same group, nectarines, apples, grapes, cherries, peaches, pears, bell peppers, and chili peppers celery, and tomatoes. Luckily, the Environmental Working Group also publishes what they call the Clean 15. These are foods that contain the fewest amounts of pesticide residues. These include avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, frozen sweet peas, eggplant, asparagus, broccoli, cabbage, kiwi, cauliflower, mushrooms, honeydew melon, and cantaloupe. You may have noticed that many of the clean 15 foods are those that have thick peels or peels that are not edible. You can purchase conventionally grown foods with inedible or thick peels if you want to save some money and still lower your risk of pesticide exposure. Now, these lists only include fruits and vegetables, no animal products. What we know is that as we move up the biological chain from 
fruits and vegetables to animal products, the potential for pesticide exposure increases. This is due to something called biomagnification. Therefore, as often as possible, whenever I purchase animal products like meat, poultry, eggs, or dairy, I buy organic to help reduce my exposure. Now, are there any health consequences from being exposed to too many of these chemicals? It's hard to know exactly how many individuals are exposed to pesticides at any given time. As I mentioned earlier, if someone eats mostly organically grown food, they probably have fewer pesticide residues in their body when compared with someone who eats food that's more conventionally grown. Unfortunately, there is no way to avoid all pesticides. Even if you were perfect and made sure to purchase all organic everything, you would still be exposed to pesticides. That's because they're often not just in agriculture, but used as bug sprays and rodenticides in our homes and offices. And how do scientists test for pesticide exposure? There are a few ways to do this, but the most common is by testing a person's urine. So how much pesticide exposure is too much? Unfortunately, we don't have an answer. Various U.S. governmental agencies have created guidelines for certain chemicals and have established thresholds for those chemicals. However, those thresholds are based on animal studies. Additionally, certain pesticides are more harmful in the short term than others. Others may be less harmful in the short term, but may be a problem over years and years of exposure. So there isn't a clear recommendation for all pesticides across the board. We don't exactly know what level of pesticide exposure will lead to, say, cancer, for example. Again, part of the reason for this is because most studies linking pesticide exposure to diseases were performed in animals, not humans. Most scientists appear to agree that we probably want to limit pesticide exposure in younger children and those that are pregnant. The risk for complications due to pesticides seems to be highest in these groups specifically. All right, I'm finally going to get back to talking about those ultrasonic washers and sanitizers. So, back to the original question, finally. Is it worth buying those ultrasonic fruit and vegetable washers and sanitizers? Well, there aren't too many studies looking at the effectiveness of these contraptions. From the few studies I was able to find, it seems they may be helpful for removing harmful bacteria. But I wasn't able to find studies that looked at whether they help remove viruses or pesticides. And when I looked carefully at these studies, I saw something very interesting. The companies that make these sanitizers sponsored these studies. So I'm not sure how trustworthy these results actually are. Now, there's no question that reducing our pesticide exposure as much as possible is a good idea. One way to do this is to consider buying organic. If you can't purchase organically grown foods all of the time, when you begin your meal prep, here's the tip. Rinse and scrub the fruits and vegetables, especially those with thin peels or skins, under cool running water. Do this for two minutes. Researchers have found that water and friction are pretty darn effective at removing most pesticides, bacteria, and viruses on our produce. But please know, you do not need to do the same when preparing meat, fish, and poultry. Instead, try and purchase certified organic. This will hopefully help reduce your exposure to pesticides significantly. But for now, you can probably save your money and not purchase one of those fancy sanitizers and just wash and scrub your produce by hand until we know more. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform 
with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you so much again for taking the time to send in your question. Now, if you want your question answered right here on the show, just send one in. Remember, you can email one directly to health at oldpodcast.com. If you want to send in a question via audio, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. Then you can record straight from your computer's microphone. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. That's 1-614-568-3643. All right, thank you so much for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you have a great start to your weekend and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.